Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are located. Today, I am going to touch a little bit on what we discussed the last time, and I'm going to give you best practices for conflict resolution at home. Last time we talked about being your best self, we talked about releasing yourself from any of the hurt or harm that someone else imposed on you and how moving forward from that, releasing yourself from that weight can help you work on being your best self and therefore work on being able to handle conflict when it comes your way, diffuse conflict in a positive manner and help you maintain positive relationships in your life. I'm going to tie that in to commentary that I have seen on the workplace. And I know I kind of jump from the workplace to family life to daily encounters, but I do it because conflict, it's all around. And so we need to learn how to manage it in whatever form it manifests on whatever day it manifests and with whoever it manifests. One of the things that came up during a, a conversation that I was a part of and also in a webinar that I was listening to was regarding equality and giving people a place at the table. And so I wanna tie this into my previous session where we were talking about listening to the experiences of others. I think when we talk about giving people a place at the table, okay, they're there at the table, but are you giving them the opportunity to speak, to be heard, to share their experience so that everyone's experiences can be reflected upon to move forward and make a business decision that will have a positive impact on the company or that will be able to market to people of diverse thoughts. Uh, it's important that when you say you're giving someone a place at the table, a chair at the table, it's not just that place, it's not just that chair, that you're also giving them a voice, the opportunity to speak, the opportunity to be heard, the opportunity to share their experience. I bring this up because, as I mentioned, I was a part of a conversation regarding equality. I was also listening in on a webinar targeted for women, I will say, uh, women and leadership and advancing their careers. And that was something that kept popping into my head. That's great, we have a place at the table, but what do we do with that place at the table? Are we being heard? Are we being given the opportunity to share our experiences, our diverse point of view? And so that's very important. So again, tying that back into sharing experiences from last week's conversation. Uh, I also had talked about releasing yourself from harm or hurt or trauma that you experienced early on. And we talked a little bit about that book that I read that I thought was did a tremendous job on asking yourself, well, what was my parent taught? What did my parent experience? How were they raised? And so not excusing any abusive behavior, but learning where did that come from? Being able to identify it because when we can identify something, then we can vocalize it. We can say whether we wanna follow in those footsteps or not and make changes, act differently, say different words. I bring that up into this conversation because I'm reading a wonderful book. I've mentioned before that I am a new mom and my little one is 16 months. And let's just say that 
he is a wild child. He is stubborn, independent. I love to see his creativity. I love to see him learn. But with that, he is now doing things that are uh not good because they could hurt him or they could hurt others. And I know that it's part of the learning process. It's part of being creative. It's part of testing, right? Oh, can I do this? What is this? I want to learn. I want to experience. And I was at the beach earlier in the week and it was a great experience. I, that is my, my place of refuge. When I need to refuel, recharge, I go to the beach and I just listen to the waves. I was there with my family and my son, he loves playing in the sand. It's only the second time he's been to the beach and he's discovering sand, playing with it, learning that you can use your little buckets to make sand castles, but also learning that you can kind of just spread it all around. He tends to get it all over himself. Sometimes it gets into his eyes, which he has learned that that does not feel so great. As we were on the beach, he was approached by a little girl and it was super cute to watch them play in the sand. But my son picked up the sand and threw it. And it got on the little girl. And right away I said, no, say you're sorry. And the mom was, was very gracious. She told me, oh, you know, we're no strangers to that. And if you teach them uh, a better way to play with the sand, they're just trying to learn. And so they'll stop doing that behavior. Because I had, I had talked to her a little bit earlier about how it's my first time and I'm learning. I'm reading all these books on parenting and disciplining. And it's just hard, hard to know the right thing to do and say sometimes. And it was very kind of her to show me a, a positive way of dealing with the situation. And so I then showed my son, okay, no, we don't throw the sand. And I talked to him about it. When you get sand in your eyes, you don't like it. It hurts. It scratches your eyes. That's why we don't throw the sand because we don't want to do that to someone else. Look over here. If we play with the sand, but we use our bucket or we use our little sand toys, we can keep the sand on the ground, off of our face and inevitably out of our eyes, which is what I was trying to avoid. And it reminded me. I read this great piece in a book that I'm reading, Positive Discipline, and one of the things that she talks about is connection before correction. And I read that, but oh my goodness, that is so great, and she gives examples in the book. And then, of course, when I'm confronted with the situation, I do the exact opposite. But it was a learning experience for me and it brought me back to that moment of, okay, I need to connect with him, talk to him about the sand. I love playing in the sand too. I love the sand between my toes. I love going out to the water, getting water, wetting the sand and building our sand castles. But when we play, we have to be gentle. We don't throw the sand. We don't get sand in our eyes because it hurts. It reminded me so much of our mediations and how we facilitate conversations between individuals. Because when you start out with, you did this, you hurt me, you, 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 we're not talking about our needs. We're not expressing why something hurt us. And so we're getting to the correction part to the, I want you to do this part before we connect with that person. But when you flip that conversation, instead of the, you did this, you hurt me, 
and you talk about I feel this when this happens I need this in our relationship I felt unheard when you did this I felt disrespected when you did this and you talk about your needs your need to feel respected in your home your need to feel loved your need to feel appreciated it's different we're talking in connection versus correction and eventually you do get to that part of correction where you talk about what can we do, what changes can we make so that everyone's needs are met, so that everyone feels heard. But it was just one of those moments where in my head it just clicked and I thought, oh my goodness, I'm reading this book about discipline for my 16-month-old and yet this can be applied to adults. I am doing this in my mediations, when I facilitate conversations, during dialogues. And I just really wanted to share that. Today's session is very short. I just wanted to share that little golden nugget of connection before correction and applying it in different aspects of your life in whatever form that takes. It's a great book too, if any of you who are listening are parents, uh, again, the book is called Positive Discipline, and I am loving it. I'm learning so much about how to better handle the outbursts my little 16-month-old has, how to help connect with him so that he better understands why I don't want him to do the things that he's doing, how those actions can lead to him getting hurt, or how they're just not things that we do. We don't behave that way with the other kids. And so I highly recommend it, but I also recommend, even if you're not a parent, to kind of take that golden nugget, the connection versus correction. So when you're having conversations with people, Make sure that you're connecting with them first. And that ties in so nicely to my conversation from last week regarding sharing experiences so that you can come to a place where you feel connected to the other person, where you can understand where the other person is coming from. I think that really helps to further conversations, to help maintain a positive relationships, and it helps to keep us all united. We all share certain things that we all want. We all have the need to feel safe. We all have the need to feel that our, our family will be safe and loved and comforted. And so just, again, the shared connection, the shared experiences, looking for things in common. And I think that's one of the, the central themes that you're going to hear again throughout all of my podcasts. But I thank you for joining in today. Again, as I mentioned, I encourage reading the book. I encourage making the small tweaks in your daily life when you are engaged in conversation with someone, when you have a heavy topic to discuss, when you simply just want to talk about something that got under your skin, connection before correction. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day.